Hey there, this is John Pronich, the host of the 343 Podcast. Today's show features Zach Jonker, one of the founders of Bounce Athletics. And I am telling you this ahead of the show's normal introduction because this is where you'll be hearing about special offers from Zach's company on future episodes. For example, Bounce Athletics is offering 343 listeners and members a 10% discount on your first order of custom soccer balls and training vests. But I felt like it would be crazy to just start throwing ads like these on episodes without giving you a proper introduction to Zach and to Bounce Athletics. So I wanted to provide you with an entire episode, which will allow you to get to know him, what he's about, and why we decided to work together. I also wanted to make sure that you had this special 10% discount in the back of your mind as you listen to this episode. And if you enjoy this episode and you're in need of what Zach has to offer, you should consider supporting his business. Later in the show, I'll talk more about the products themselves and other offers that Bounce Athletics have waiting for you. In fact, you'll hear my own honest testimonial about using one of their products for the first time. But if you're eager to see what they have, or you just feel like multitasking, you can head to bounceathletics.com and start browsing their products right away. This is the 343 Podcast. I'm your host, John Pronich. Welcome to the show. Zach Junker is someone I am incredibly excited to introduce you to. First and foremost, he is a soccer guy that has been through many of the ups and downs that I have personally experienced. The same ups and downs that you too have probably experienced. He's from a rural area that has little access to the big gaming circuits. He coaches high school soccer, as well as club soccer. He has a desire for more coaching education, but is absolutely aware of the roadblocks and the gatekeepers. And like me, and I think like you, Zach gravitated towards 343 because it's a disruptor. So in this episode, we discuss his coaching and playing background and how that has impacted his life and his career choices. We discussed how he runs a club that consists of roughly 400 players. And we also discuss Bounce Athletics, which is now the podcast's very first sponsor. And I'm super excited about that. You'll be hearing more about his company, their products, and special offerings in future episodes. But the deals are live as of right now, which I'm recording this on January 1st, 2019. And you can email info at bounceathletics.com to start your very first order of camp soccer balls or training vests. And in the email, just mention that you are a 343 listener or a 343 member, and they will hook you up with 10% off of your very first order. And if you want to, you can find all of the links to Bounce Athletics and additional information 
by visiting 343coaching.com. And just a reminder, that is where you can find all of the information about the 343 Coaching Education Programs, our free program and our premium program, and also our soon-to-be-released Individual Player Education Program. That sounds weird. We haven't really figured out a name for that one yet, but it is a legit solution for what a player can do outside of the team training environment, and it's coming soon, real soon, actually. So you can get your name on the list now, and we will tell you when registration for that one opens. So just again, a reminder, you can find all of that at 343coaching.com. Wow, these are oof, exciting times. New sponsors, new programs, 2019 coming in hot. And uh, we are incredibly thankful that you are here to share all this time and, and experience with us. All right. With that said, I hope that you enjoy this episode of the 343 Podcast with Zach Junker. Hey, John. Hey, Zach. How's it going? I'm doing really well. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. Did you have a good one? I did. We got we got hit with about eight inches of uh, snow last night, so we had a little powder day at the local ski hill. That's awesome. Nice, nice way to kick the year off, dude. I I totally forget that you know half the country can't participate in outdoor soccer for I don't know three four months out of the year, and I'm just over here in California, like yeah, like we'll go play whenever we want. It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're we're very much in like a Scandinavian climate. Um, so a lot of a lot of futsal in the in the gym. Tell me, tell me exactly where you're at. Uh, so we're we're in Petoskey, Michigan, which is um, kind of in the northern tip of the Lower Peninsula, right on Lake Michigan. So we kind of have the best of both worlds in the summertime. We've got beautiful beaches and dunes, and in the wintertime, uh, we've got skiing and all kinds of other you know outdoor stuff so yeah we're in a, we're in a great spot maybe not slo but close <laughs> and and the reason why i, I kind of ask where you're at and and you just painted a really good picture for for everybody that's going to be listening is you experience some problems because of your location soccer wise uh not not just like where where you can play you know during december january february but there's there's some other issues that you know just being a little bit isolated um that that isolation causes i guess is one way to put it and and i have your email in front of me so i'm kind of just looking at some of the stuff that that we can talk about but i guess maybe maybe we can just kind of start there it's like you know maybe if you could describe the soccer environment that uh that exists where you're at and 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 if you can kind of just weave weave in some of the problems that you guys experience up there i think that would be a good place for us to start Sure. Yeah. I mean, we're in a, you know, obviously a more rural part of, of the state. Um, and you know, we have a very grassroots, um, inclusive club. We have over 400 kids registered through the state association. You know, when you factor in all of our rec players at kindergarten and first and second grade, and then when, you know, we pick them up, uh, from there, starting at U8, U9, et cetera. Um, and 
you know, the, the, the system as it's kind of been restructured really doesn't serve the needs of, of smaller uh, rural clubs at all. Um, I thought it actually did a better job before, um, you know, the coaching education program through U.S. soccer got restructured and before the birth year um, change. That's really impacted smaller clubs. Um, but, you know, just for instance, it's, uh, you know, for one of our, we have a lot of parent volunteer coaches in the club. And, you know, beyond the, the initial grassroots um, stuff that, that's online through, through USSF, after that, like if you want to get your state D license now, now that they've eliminated the E, uh, you have to go take an in-person grassroots course, which would be a eight-hour round trip to the nearest location for one of those. Um, you know, and then the D would require multiple weekends, eight-hour round trips each way. Um, you know, we're fortunate our club's in a really good spot. We we pay for all of our coaches whenever they want to do any professional development or get any, go to any courses. Um, but still, when you're when you're talking about parent volunteers, it's a it's a pretty big uh, ask for them to give up multiple weekends um, and spend all that time on the road and in hotels, et cetera. Yeah, man, that's a that's a huge ask. And and even if you're even if you're not a volunteer coach, even if you if you if you are a paid coach, you're probably not getting paid much. Um, and and signing up for one of those courses and then taking time away from your team or from your from your day job that does pay your bills. It's a it's a tough situation. I've gone through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, even as I was going through, uh, you know, my U.S. youth national license, and I went all the way through to uh, what was obviously used to be known as the NSCA through the Premier Diploma, and, and just the amount of travel that was involved in all that and time away from my family. It's uh, it's a huge commitment, obviously. So, you know, this is one of the things that kind of drew me to you guys is, hey, here's there's a lot of um, kind of unique alternatives that are starting to pop up that that can benefit um, people that are in a similar situation and coaches that are in a similar situation to, to where we are through through you guys at 343 and, and others. And and now I'm realizing that we actually need to give you like a proper introduction. So you, you need to tell people, you know, who you are and, and maybe if you want, you can kind of peel the curtain back a little bit and, and reveal why we're uh, why we're talking. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a uh, first and foremost, I'm a I'm a soccer coach uh, and currently kind of a, a, on a voluntary basis. I've taken over um, the DOC position at our local club because our previous DOC had to step away. They just had another baby and he had a full-time job. He was kind of in a part-time uh, role as DOC. So taking that back over um, for a short time here until we, we plug somebody else back in there. But I also a high school soccer coach, um, both the boys and girls at the varsity level. Uh, and then I coach my, my son and daughters, um, you know, youth teams as well. Um, but I also uh, am one of the, the co-founders and co-owners of, of a custom soccer business called Bounce Athletics. And, and we're excited to be uh, partnering with you guys, you know, going forward here in, in 2019, um, uh, you know, to, to kind of promote our custom soccer ball line and our uh, small-sided dynamo goals. All right. You revealed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so I mean, you, you guys are you guys are going to be the first sponsor that we've ever had on the podcast, besides our our own coaching education product, which hopefully people have figured out has what has been supporting this podcast for for quite some time now. Um, 
but we're we're super excited to bring you guys on board and and I purposely didn't tell you about like the process and the discussions that Gary and I had and that Joey and I had and 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 everything so we can kind of just have like a just like a back and forth right now because I think it's going to be pretty funny but um when when Gary first mentioned that that you guys wanted to sponsor the podcast my initial reaction was was no way um and and not because um well, I mean, it, it was because I didn't know who you guys were. I was like, I, I don't want to sure, bring on, yeah. a, I don't, I don't want to bring on a podcast or a, a sponsor uh, for a product that I've never used. I would feel like a complete fraud if I've never uh, seen or touched or or experienced the product myself. And then I'm telling all these people like, oh yeah, like go buy this thing. Like this thing's amazing. Right. And so you know, my initial reaction was was no. And and Gary was he, he had to like kind of calm me down and talk me talk me into it and then <laughs> <laughs> and and then uh and then you sent the stuff out to joey and joey like started giving good reports back and i was like okay like i'm i'm, I'm warming up to it and then even just last uh, last week or the week before i can't remember when i went down but i i went down and stayed that stayed the the week at the house and got a chance to work with some of our guys and use the goals um and and the dynamo goals are dude they're fucking amazing so <laughs> i don't know what, what other way to put it and so i'm like I'm 1000% amped on this now and yeah. and I'm excited. I'm, I'm super excited to even just tell you that little, that little story. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. We are we're really pumped as well. Um, you know, and I think we, we can offer, uh, you know, a lot of value to, to your listeners and, and your members, you know, who are part of three, four, three. And, um, you know, I think we also, our customer base can really benefit from, um, every all of the resources that you guys provide as well so i think there's going to be a lot of uh you know synergy that can exist between the two and and uh it's it's exciting because this is our first kind of uh foray into podcast sponsorship <laughs> as well um but we think it's uh it's a great way to to reach um you know a, a core group of coaches and people in the soccer world that are also uh, kind of disruptors, you know, for for lack of a better term, and they're looking for for alternatives to the kind of some of the more traditional stuff. So that's an interesting choice of word, disruptor. And and now I'm now I'm curious how or why you guys started Bounce Athletics. Was it to disrupt something? No, not necessarily. It's more kind of out of frustration. Um, you know, as a as a kind of part time DOC, I, I had a budget and. You know, we needed training gear every year and it just was getting more and more difficult to find decent, uh, you know, high quality, affordable training balls. Um, and I had a little bit of experience just with some of the camp stuff I'd done in the past with some custom camp balls. And uh, I just thought, you know what, I, I think um, between my, my co-founder, Mike, and myself, I, I think this is something that's worth taking a look at. Um, and, you know, really we, we started the business about five or six years ago. And, um, you know, we've been able to experiment with a lot of different, uh, textured materials and construction methods. And, and I think we've really got it dialed in to, to where now, you know, with, with our training balls, we're providing super high level training balls for, for, you know, um, that, that have all the modern technology in them for a fraction of the price of, you know, the global brands. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're kind of trying to disrupt the industry from from that standpoint. And, and then on top of that, it, everything comes customized with your your club's logo and color scheme and everything else to, to kind of make it unique. But um, 
so yeah, I guess there's, it was kind of born out of frustration, um, on that side of it. And, um, it's gone a lot of different ways since then. So what, what are some of the different ways that it's gone or maybe a better way to ask it would be, would be what were your initial goals or, or ideas for the company when you first started and, and how have things changed or repositioned? Well, I mean, one great example is just with, with the dynamo goal. Um, and, uh, I actually was a user of those before we bought the, the bought the business. It's kind of an interesting story, but um, I had the Corver Michigan guys um, were utilizing. They used to be known as the fun to play goal. And our club kind of had a little partnership with Corver Michigan. And uh, so I, we bought like 10 of them for, for the club. And shortly thereafter, we started balance athletics and we didn't have any, you know, idea we'd ever kind of get into the goals as well. But um, I thought, hey, as our customer base started to grow, I thought, man, these goals would, would I think, really benefit a lot of the clubs that we're working with. So I, I just called the the owner, um, a guy by the name of Ben, who's based in Oklahoma. And uh, he's actually the inventor of the soccer wave. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No. A little piece of back, backyard training equipment. It's actually pretty cool. He's just redesigned it in the last few years. But Anyway, Ben Ben wanted to focus all his attention on the soccer wave. So, you know, when I started talking to him about ways we could partner, he's like, "Well, why don't you just buy buy, buy me out? I've got a hundred left currently in stock. Just buy them all, and it's all yours. I'll hook you up with the manufacturing." And so that that's kind of how we we got into the um, to the gold business was was um, you know just by reaching out to Ben and. Um, you know, our, our existing customer base has loved those and it's, it's helped us expand our customer base as well, because a lot of people will, will start with the goals and they'll love those and then they'll come back and, you know, try out the balls and, and, uh, custom training vests and everything else we've got. No, dude, the, the, the goals are, are game changers. And I was talking to Gary about this the other day and, and coaches that are listening to this are, are going to know exactly what I'm what I'm referring to is like when you bring pugs and I don't want to throw another brand, you know, sure, under the yeah. bus, but um, like those type of like foldable portable goals and you bring those out on turf and, and you set up a pickup game or you set up a one V one or two V two, like small exercises or, or whatever, you know, you're going to use those goals for. And somebody takes a shot and hits those goals and they turn the wrong direction or they <laughs> fall over or they break or whatever, or they, you're trying to yeah. grab backpacks and put them on the backs of the nets or bring like what we used to do at the high school is, is we were right next to the weight room. So we would bring like 25 pound weights from the weight room and put them on the backs of the pugs. And that still wouldn't even work. Yeah. And it was just so frustrating. And, and just, you know, with one training session with, with, uh, with the guys down in, um, down in Orange County, no problems whatsoever. Like not one bit of frustration with these things. Other than maybe like you have to plan ahead to be able to fit them in the car, but it, right. I mean, it, it, if you if you're a smart coach, you're planning ahead anyway. So if you, if you can plan to pack your car a little bit better, I think there would be no frustrations whatsoever. Um, yeah. And and yeah, dude, these things are just badass, yeah. like like complete game changers. So yeah, yeah, no, we we appreciate the the feedback, and that is especially on turf. I mean, on all surfaces, but on turf, um, especially. Uh, they have revolutionized people's training sessions. Um, and, you know, for those that don't know, they're a three by five, all aluminum frame. They fold flat in like five seconds and, and they super they fast, pop back yeah. up in a couple seconds. And, uh, but so yeah, when 
you're playing small sided or using them for small side activities and people are taking shots. They're, they're rebounding off the post and they're back, the ball's back in play. And um, when they do, when the goal is scored, the ball kind of just naturally trickle out. So, so it, it promotes, um, you know, quickly transitioning back the other way. And um, we've got, uh, you know, everything from recreational programs that are using them for their three V three and four V four rec programs to college and pro teams that have 20 of them. Uh, you know, so we've, we've served the whole range of, of players and um, kind of the whole pyramid, which is cool. Another thing it just reminded me of when we were, when we would do pickup games at the high school, we, we usually do a pickup game every Thanksgiving morning um, at the high school that I used to coach at. And that's what I yeah. went to actually. Um, and, and if they weren't out there, we would use trash cans, but if they were out there, we would use the, the hurdles from the track team. And that, yeah. and, and that's what these kind of remind me of is that like, they're so sturdy and strong um, that, you know, it, it's about as sturdy and strong as a, as a track hurdle. So. Yep. Yeah, they're like uh, 18 pounds a piece, so you can easily carry one. Once they're folded up, you just carry them off one in each hand. And um, but but yeah, once they're they're set up, they're they're not going anywhere. So the the way that you were describing, you know, the way that the ball slowly kind of trickles out of the goal and and allows for you know these rebounds and transitions and and things like that. What came to mind is that you're describing it like. Uh, well, number one, like you understand the game, which is good, but, but you're describing it like a, like a coach and, and like somebody that's, that's played the game, which I think is very important when it comes to, a, you know, a product like this. And, um, that, that is also another reason why I'm also su super excited to be working with you guys is because you guys get it. Like, it's not like I'm talking to, you know, some engineer or, or whatever that, you know, is trying to sell the soccer world, this new, this new product. It's like, no, this is, this is a soccer company with soccer guys that are soccer coaches, soccer players that understand the soccer problems and needs. And I, I feel like that's super important. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and it really, I, I think is something that allows us to create really deep connections with, with all of our customers that we have both in the, the dynamo goals and the custom ball side. And we can relate to all the problems that they're having in their club. And a lot of times we're finishing their sentences, you know, uh, <laughs> It's like, yep, no, we know exactly what you're what you're struggling with. So, um, I think people really appreciate that, you know, when they call us. So, um, what are some of the most frequent um, problems that you hear from, or that you hear about from coaches? Uh, on the goal side, it's exactly what you're talking about, like finding, um, you know, these training tools that can be utilized on a variety of surfaces. These are also great inside in the in the winter time in an environment like we have. Um, you know, even for playing, they're, they're smaller, obviously, than a, than a standard futsal goal, but they're great to play futsal with. Um, so, you know, on the goal side, it's finding finding goals that are portable, um, that can be moved from environment to environment quickly. And, and you know, you can they perform just as well on grass as they do on turf as they do on um, hardwood or, or wherever you're at. Um, and then on the ball side, it's what's funny is one of the biggest issues everybody has is, uh, you know, balls losing their air. And then the coach spends the first 15 minutes of every session, um, <laughs> you know, pumping soccer balls up. And, you know, every, every ball we have utilizes, uh, you know, kind of the newest technology and bladders so that they're, they're holding air for 
the duration of, of most seasons and maybe, uh, you know, four five, six weeks into the season, the coach will have to top them off a little bit, but you know, just little things like that. So the coach has got their gear and, um, you know, they're able to get their session set and get into it and they're not have to worry about, but all the other stuff. One of the biggest frustrations that I have is, is if you buy the team a ball or you buy all the members of the team a ball yeah. and, and the kids show up and, you know, one is flat, one is a rock, yep. one is kind of like somewhere in between that. So annoying. Yep. And it's like, yes. I don't know if, uh, if kids understand what proper inflation is supposed to be like, or if what parent, I don't even know if parents understand what proper inflation is supposed to be like, but you know, one of the things at the high school that we would always do is making sure every single ball was like a rock before we yeah. started training sessions. Yeah. And I feel like yep. that's super important. But if, if, you know, there is a ball that doesn't need to be constantly just repumped, that's, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. It makes a, it makes a huge difference in terms of uh, the quality of the session. And what, what's even, I think, more annoying is when kids, when there's not club-issued gear or team-issued gear and the kids are just bringing whatever from home, and then the variability is even greater. And, you know, one kid's got, a, you know, the, the World Cup uh, match ball. And another kid's got, a, a you know, a $10 ball that they bought at Dick's Sporting Goods that was that's machine-stitched and holds air for two hours, you know. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, and there's just this whole range of, of stuff and, and it's just really difficult when you're you're running your activities and, and as a coach, if you're trying to facilitate it and keep things moving and, uh, you know, you're restarting the games and you're having to, uh, out of a pile of eight balls, nine of them are worthless basically. And you're always digging for the one that, okay, this we, we, we can use this one. And, and in the meantime, the kids have, uh, you know, moved on, so. Yeah, that's uh I, I know exactly what you uh what you are describing. <laughs> yeah. Um I I want to I want to talk a little bit more about just like your personal experiences either with coaching or or playing um you you have a you have a playing background. Maybe we should talk a little bit about that to kind of to kind of lead up to how you even got into coaching. Yeah. Uh so my um you know, I was lucky enough to play um in a, a very good high school program. Um Soccer was was introduced in this community, Petoskey. Uh, we were one of the first communities, kind of in northern Michigan, that at, had high school soccer. We're, this is back in the the early '80s. Was when our high school program started. And, and I mean, in the state of Michigan, in the the mid '80s, there there weren't that many high school programs. Um, didn't matter where you were. So we had a big head start on on a lot of the other um, programs, in kind of in northern Michigan, and. Um, had a great high school coach and uh, was able to play at a um, very good division three school, Hope College, which is in Holland, Michigan. At the time we were, you know, top five D3 team every year and in the, in the NCAA tournament. Um, and then uh, actually uh, they took a little dip the last couple of years. And then Dave Brandt, I don't know if, if you're familiar with Dave, but um, he's taken over the program. He was at, uh, he won, I think, seven or eight national championships at Messiah and then was at the Naval Academy um, and kind of revitalized that program. And, and I think had an urge to get back into the division three. So um, we're lucky to have Dave um, kind of rebuilding our program at hope, but um, so played division three soccer um, have a economics and secondary education background and got into uh, got into coaching uh, pretty much straight away, right out of, right out of college. And, 
um, you know, have, have done everything from, uh, you know, our pre-K shooting stars program in the wintertime to working with our 18 year old, working with our 18 year olds, you know, so I've, I've kind of have a unique perspective too, because we are such a grassroots thing. I, I see the whole spectrum of, of development. Um, and, you know, I, I am constantly trying to just pump the brakes a little bit on, on some parents at the younger ages, because it's like, well, wait a minute, I see them at 18 too. And I see what the burnout rates are. And, you know, so I'm always kind of conscious of that. And, we're in a unique spot, like you said, where we can't play year round. So we have a, a lot of multi-sport athletes, um, which is kind of unique too, because it, it, it hasn't, I, I think the soccer community, when they hear that, they kind of cringe a little bit like, Oh, you know, you, you can't be a, a really, really good soccer player if you're, if, if you're doing other sports and, you know, I kind of, I guess beg to differ a little bit and we've had a number of, um, D1, D2, D3 players come out of our program. And, you know, we currently have a kid who's a goalkeeper at Harvard who started a bunch of games as a freshman this year and the kid playing uh, out wide for Michigan State and they were just in the final four. Um, you know, and, and this is this is coming from an area, like you said, where four or five months out of the year, we're, we're not outside and we're lucky to play once a week in the gym. So, um, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of seen the, like I said, the whole, the whole pyramid from, um, you know, pre-K to, to the, the college level. So tell me, tell me a little bit about your, your first memories of, you know, when you're, when you're transitioning from player to coach and, and what that experience was kind of like for you, what, what were some of the things that you were, or, or maybe I should ask this, like, like what, what type of information were you getting or looking for at that time when it came to like coaching education? Yeah, I was trying to just devour as much information as I can. And I've kind of always been that way. I read a lot. And um, now I'm, I still read a lot, but I'm also into podcasts, which is one of the way I, f uh, I found you guys, you know. Um, but, I, you know, I can remember uh, that our Pope has a, a really big camp program. So it's kind of where I got my start when I was younger. We'll, we'll do a thousand kids, you know, in the summer um, over a few weeks and, um, was lucky enough to have a, a lot of other, uh, mentors kind of in the, during those summers that, that were, you know, a few years older than me, um, that were alumni that were coaching high school. Some were already coaching in college. And so that, that really benefited me and I'm always picking their brain, but I, I remember sitting with the, the, some of the original, uh, quarter videos and I, I still have the notes, you know, just, pages and pages on legal pads of um, everything those guys were doing and, and what their philosophy was all about. And um, a lot of the Anson Dorrance stuff and his series and books and um, you know, all this stuff was and that, that really we're talking uh, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. That was really the only way you could get stuff uh, outside of coaching courses um, that were, you know, through the NSCA through um, USSF. So that's kind of how I got my, my start into coaching. Um, and then I kind of went through, um, you know, some of the, the coaching licenses and the diplomas to the NSCA, et cetera. So. And um, I, when you said like the late nineties, early two thousands, I'm just thinking back and like, yeah, you know, soccer wasn't accessible, uh, you know, not even to watch on TV 
uh, still at that point. And, and we were lucky, lucky to get, you know, just random games, I think on, on TV and MLS was, you know, getting, getting bigger and, and mm-hmm. whatnot. But, um, just this morning, I, I was watching the, the Tottenham game and yeah, I, I saw, I saw the second half Yeah, and, and just at halftime, they went over like the, the, the rest of the schedule for the day on, on NBCSN and yeah. There's like the goal zone. There's the, some other show, you know, with, Re- with Rebecca Lowe and another show about, you know, some, something else. And, but there was like six soccer shows on today. It's like, that's a full day of soccer on NBCSN. And, and they're yeah. just doing, I, that's, I feel like they're doing it very quietly too. Like they're just quietly just, you know, exposing their audience to an entire day's worth of, of content. And, and they're not bragging yeah. about it. They're not doing right. anything that, you know, that's over the top, but, you know, you could basically turn on the TV at any point today, uh, and you could turn it to NBCSN, and there would be something soccer related on. That's freaking amazing to me. Yeah, it's and like my kids, they have they have no idea. It's back in the day, no idea. I, they, the only <laughs> the only soccer content I got was my family shared a Soccer America subscription with a couple <laughs> other families. It's it's funny, and it was when it was the old uh, newspaper style. Uh huh. And it maybe only came twice a month. And so it'd be like one family would have it and then they'd drop it off at the other family's house after a week. And, you know, every, everything you were getting at that point was like a month old, but that was, you know, this is pre-internet now we're early nineties. And this is when I was, you know, middle school, early high school. That's the only content soccer content I was getting. It wasn't on television unless it was the world cup. Um, You know, I vividly remember seeing, I think, you know, the Mexico World Cup was the first one that was really televised. Um, at least that I, you know, I can remember. And um, even that, everything was tape delayed. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a whole new era, and it's it's so accessible now. It's really cool. I remember sitting in my coach's classroom in high school, and I think I was I was a sophomore. Yeah, I was a sophomore, and I was on the varsity team. I was the only I was the youngest one on the varsity team. And for whatever reason, he would just allow me to, to ditch my class and, and go and sit in his class. And so when I would sit in his class, he had just years and years worth of the Eurosport magazine. Like, you know, you can flip yeah. through and, and you could see all the sure. new cleats and balls and everything. And I would just read those things, you know, cover to cover. And I probably read you yeah. know, probably three or four years worth <laughs> of those stupid magazines. And that's when you still had to yeah. call to order your... Uh, to order yeah. your new cleats and stuff like that. Oh man, I forgot all about that. That's so funny. Yeah, that was like Christmas Day when that thing would show up a couple yep. times a year. The new <laughs> the new Eurosport was out. So yeah, it's it's a different landscape for sure, which is which is awesome because especially going back to the to being you know more rural part of the country, it's like um, kids now have all these and even just think about YouTube and what a kid can can find on youtube to to model themselves after in their backyard it's it's um really exceptional no 100 man 100 um when when did you realize that soccer was going to be like the thing that was going to dominate your life forever (laughs) oh for yeah i had i've always just i i had a passion for it um you know when i was you know, probably starting in, in elementary, later in elementary school. Um, I don't know. I just, I just love the game. I love that it's, it's something that you could do um, on your own and you could set all these little challenges for yourself, whether it's juggling or, um, 
you know, shoot all kinds of different stuff. It's, it's a game where you can be completely self-made to a certain degree if you want. Um, and that's something that I really enjoyed about it. Um, and you know, just the, the, the passion kind of, uh, continued once my playing days were done and, and I started coaching and then you start coaching your own kids and it's just, uh, it's just kind of continued to, to grow, um, from a pretty early age. Well, I, I, I usually end interviews with a question, um, that, you know, people can answer however they want. And so I'm, I'm really curious to kind of, to see how you respond to this question because you could take it a number of different ways. You could take it from a bounced athletic standpoint. You can take it from a coaching education standpoint. You could, as a teacher or whatever, but, um, but I'm really curious. What, what do you think that, that people listening to this podcast need to know about, uh, about soccer or American soccer or whatever? Yeah, I guess just that there's, there's lots of different ways that, that you can, find success as a player and like I said I've I've seen it we, we've we're so isolated where we are um and yet we're still able to produce um from year to year a number of high level players and and those kids aren't in the traditional pathways like the, the kids I mentioned that the one that's the goalkeeper Harvard and the kid that's playing at Michigan State right now Neither of them ever participated, obviously, in the academy program. The closest uh, academy is, is um, you know, the Michigan Wolves and, and Bardar, and that, that's four-plus hours away each way. Um, neither of those kids participate in the Olympic development program, which is also those trainings would be four hours away each, each direction. Um, and they just participate in our local club, but, but they were self-made, uh, you know. And anytime there was an opportunity for them to, to find a higher level of competition, uh, you know, locally or whatever, they, they went and found it. And anytime that there was an opportunity to, um, you know, utilize some different training techniques or whatever, they, they took advantage. And um, so I, I think a lot of parents out there are, are kind of on this, this treadmill where it's like, hey, they're looking around and going, well, this is, this is what we have to do because this is what everybody else is doing. And, uh, I do think that if a kid's passionate enough and obviously they need a kind of some baseline athleticism, but um, there, there's, there's other ways to, to get to that, whatever that goal might be. Absolutely. I agree. Um, where, where can people connect with you if they have, uh, if they have, you know, questions or if they, if they just want to reach out and, and share stories with you um, about their, their journeys and, 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 yeah. Programs and problems. <laughs> um, well, just through Bounce Athletics, we're on Twitter at Bounce Athletics, and um, we're also on Facebook. But uh, the best way would just be to to email us. Info at Bounce Athletics would be the, the easiest one to, to remember. Or you can just go to our website, bounceathletics.com. Um, you can call or text us um, there. And, and most of the time we do have, um, you know, some other employees, but, but most of the time you'll get uh, – uh, either Mike or myself, um, if you call or, or text our, our kind of hotline. So, um, that's probably the best place. Uh, and, and I, I need to ask this actually, what, what do people need to know about bounce athletics that, that we didn't cover? Uh, I, I feel like we could probably, you know, talk about each individual product for over an hour, but, um, if you could kind of just sum it up in, in maybe just a couple of minutes, what, what didn't we get to? 
Yeah. Um, you know, we share, uh, we share a subcontractor, um, with a, a global global brand that I'm not at liberty to, to I, mention podcast. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you about that. I wanted to ask there's, what I can and can't say. So <laughs> yeah, there's only a handful of global soccer brands. So, uh, but, uh, so, and that's in Sialkot, Pakistan, which is where, you know, a big majority of the world's soccer balls are produced. Um, and, you know, a fair trade facility there. And like I say, we, we utilize all the latest, um, technology and we've through trial and error kind of developed our line um like you said we also have the the dynamo goals but um you know we we serve a huge range of of programs um in north america and actually beyond we have a lot of customers it's funny in australia um (laughs) and uh you know and i think a lot of this we we established some and then just through referrals but um so, you know, everything from recreational programs um, with the with the goals and, and balls all the way through, um, you know, professional uh, clubs in this country that use our stuff in their um, either online stores or their brick and mortar stores. Um, so we've got the, the whole range. And then in between, obviously, we're really super passionate about serving high schools um, and really passionate about serving youth clubs. So. That's awesome. Um, obviously, there's going to be links and 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 more information about Bounce Athletics going out in in the future. And and I just want to reiterate, man, I'm super pumped about this because after getting a chance to work with the product, I'm, I I am one thousand percent behind it. And and I hope that yeah. I hope that people check you guys out. Yeah, and you know, one other thing is we'll be as we are every year, we'll be in Chicago for the United Soccer Coaches. Um, conference which is actually next week it's i think it's a week early this year um which is a great spot to to you know kind of um establish new relationships but but even what's more fun for us is just reconnecting with everybody and i've got a lot of friends um and former teammates that are there and um you know i'm getting the sessions as well and it's uh i I guess i should probably should have mentioned that earlier when you talked about you know where did um early on where was i kind of building my, my coaching toolkit, so to speak. And, and, you know, I've been at, I think almost every convention since uh, Charlotte was maybe the first year. I don't even know when that was, would have been early nineties probably, but, but so yeah, we'll be there next week as well. That's awesome. Um, all right. Well, we, uh, we have a journey ahead of us, my friend. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're really excited, John. And um, we, we, are are really proud to be supporters of you guys and, and sponsor of the three four three pod and and uh, you know help also promote all of uh, the resources that you guys have. So it's going to be a great year. It's going to be a great year. Let's uh, let's just keep pushing forward together. All right. Thanks, man. Right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 343 Podcast. And a big, huge thank you to Zach Jonker for coming on the show and for introducing himself to you, the listeners, and for giving you a proper introduction to Bounce Athletics. So if you are looking to 
come up on some camp soccer balls. If you are hosting a fundraiser where you need to auction off soccer balls or sell soccer balls, or if you just want to buy soccer balls for your entire club, if you need training vests, if you need training goals, whatever your soccer needs, pretty much. Bounce Athletics and Zach have a solution for you. So make sure you go check those out. You will be hearing more offers and about more products from Bounce Athletics in the future, but I felt like this was the right thing to do before just throwing ads on all the different shows. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Uh, As always, remember that another way to support the 343 podcast is to become a member of one of our online coaching programs, and specifically the 343 Premium Education Program. You can find that, plus all kinds of links to Zach's stuff and Bounce Athletics by visiting 343coaching.com. All right, we will catch you guys later on the 343 podcast. Thank you so much for listening.